Hello and welcome to NLAP Talks. I'm your host Nurgül, the founder of NLAP Architectural Communications. Architecture is inspirational and so are the people behind it. We want to talk design culture, new projects and unique stories that have made it all possible. Today we are in Grimshaw Architects London office. My guest is Angela Depper, principal of Grimshaw Architects, leading hotel, commercial and cultural projects. She is currently focused on research and development of people-based buildings integrated with public space. Before joining Grimshaw, she was a partner at Denton Corner Marshall Architects, where she was involved in several landmark London projects. She led the design and construction of the Stonehenge Exhibition and Visitor Center. Following this success, Angela was shortlisted for the Architects Journal Emerging Women Architect of the Year. Today, we talk about the culture of architecture, human-based design, and gender equality in the discipline. Enjoy our conversation. I always start by asking, uh, what made you want to become an architect? I find this a really funny question to answer because I'm also a part three examiner and that's one of the first questions they put in. <laughs> and everyone always says Lego and I'd love to say Lego, but you know, it's, I think for me, it's, it's not about um, where I've come from or what I've done. It's, I think it's just always about this kind of nice, this nice side of architecture of creating things, like really seeing something yeah. that you've made. It's, it's so rewarding. Yeah. I did a building just down the road. Every time I go past it, it's like, oh, you know, it's amazing. You're just like, wow, I made that. Like yeah. there was nothing there beforehand. And you yeah. know, you, it's the whole creation. It's, it's quite rewarding. Yeah. And so how is the, your process like career evolved and like schools? What, what, what's your background? The, so it's been, uh, I've, I've been through um, a number of different jobs and I think very purposefully, like I wanted to work in bigger firms, smaller firms, etc. and get different different types of um, experience. So I've just come from, uh, so I've only been here for three months and I started, uh, I was at Denticore Commercial for 14 years. Yeah. So I spent a long time there, which was amazing. So we had brilliant projects and, um, you know, a great group of people and it was really nice design. Um But, you know, it was it was time for me to change. And so the idea of going to a bigger practice was really exciting. Yeah. Much bigger projects, a lot more new people to work exactly. with. So having that change to earn, I think, is really interesting to keep what you're doing alive and to kind of keep challenging what it is that you're doing, particularly on a day-to-day level. Dance and corn and Marshall is a, like, it's a journey. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. 14 years? 14 years was really a journey. <laughs> so from being... Uh, I was a part three architect when I started and I've, I finished there, so only recently qualified. And then when I finished there, I was a partner. So I was, you know, so I had an yeah. overview of everything that was going like on. Home, yeah. yeah, so it's like kind of almost running your own practice. But, um, yeah. and it's really nice to be a part of that and see the, the business side of doing things and seeing how everything works and how <laughs> everything impacts everything else, which is um, brilliant. Like, so it was a great learning experience, but um, it's nice to apply that to something yeah. different, which exactly. is really exciting. Stone Age Visitor Center yeah. allows. Yeah. Yes. Like a, can you tell me about this research process because it's an interesting typology like yeah. I'm also like very keen on these uh, kind of spaces yeah so it's... and also how is like uh, you are directing like this kind of project and like making this uh, like awards coming after that yeah it, I mean it's an amazing project it's one of these things which like you know a chance of a lifetime yeah, yeah. so um so we as a firm we won the project twice which is amazing oh. but um and so there's a lot of people involved in that process obviously um in terms of winning the project and the design of the project but part of the challenge was it's an open field so people said you know we yeah. want something that's really responsive to its context and it's of its of its context But um, when there's nothing there, you're just like, what is it? So we really looked for a solution that was really light. 
um, and uh, and the ability to pass through it as well. So we, we talked about it as a coats on experience. Mm. So we really wanted this building that you could leave your coat on and go to Stonehenge because we wanted it to be about Stonehenge. Not We didn't want people to come away going, oh, that's an amazing visitor center. We wanted them to go, "That's a, Stonehenge mm. is amazing. And yeah. they've got amazing, like it shouldn't <laughs> overshadow yeah. the experience. Yeah. Um, so it was designing something really appropriate. And I think um, the building itself is really simple and intuitive. And that was really important. You can pass through with your jacket on. Um, and it works for, for busy days and really quiet days. But also the materials, we did a lot of research on um, natural and local materials. So all the materials, we wanted it to look as if it's kind of just been placed on the ground lightly. Hmm. And it has been actually, like it really is placed on top of the ground oh, lightly. Yeah, I see. And the materials are all local. So um, we got local timbers and, yeah. you know, it's all sustainably um, managed timber and all the, the stone is from the local quarry. So they're all the right colors and textures and everything for the... Oh. So everything was like just beautifully considered so it's such an amazing project i think this is the most beautiful thing that after years passed you tell this building like living right now oh it's amazing just so nice yeah. but even the the timber i could tell you lots of stories about it but even the timber so we wanted the timber to be like lovely and great mm-hmm. um so we got uh, the contractor to put it out in a field and they're like <laughs> yeah they're like what you want us to put all this timber out in a field and we're like yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. Like, just make a, a frame, lie it on the side, put it in the sun, it'll all go great. Uh-huh. But um, no one wanted to do it. <laughs> like, we, and we were like, why? And they said, well, if it burns or anything happens, it gets stolen, we can't replace it. Yeah. So how do you insure it? Like, what are all the practical sides? And then it turned out that, you know, it's really yeah. not that big an issue. And um, the biggest issue that they had was that owls started nesting on it. And so they had to build oh. these little things to scare the owls off. And yeah, and then the timber was all fine. And so we have this beautiful grey timber, which we put on the building, which is, yeah, really lovely. Yeah, it's perfect. Really nice. Uh, when I checked, you are ambassador of the Architects Benevolent Society. Yes. So what does it mean to you? How like uh, it affects your life and like architectural journey as well? I think what's really important, and I've, I've kind of felt this as I've gone on um, as an architect and got older. For me, what's really important mm. about architecture is one, what I'm doing and what I'm working on. But two, it's, it's my everyday the everyday is kind of what makes me happy, you know, and it's what makes everyone happy. So work-life balance is really important. Um, and uh, so I do a lot um, of, of speaking and support of um, gender equality and, and racial equality, etc., in, in the workplace and social mobility. But um, also what's really important is supporting people with health and well-being, but people with mental health issues. Hmm. And we see it a lot. And so the statistics recently for um, students and for architects working long hours and doing all those things and they're not working in a sustainable manner. So the work of the Architects Benevolent Fund, um, the Benevolent Society, put the name right, um, is really important and they're doing amazing work. And so I was asked to be an ambassador. And I was like, of course I will because they do amazing work and I think it's important that we, yeah. we tell people about it because not only about the work they're doing but in talking about more about stress and long hours and all these things, we need to look at how we deal with the culture of architecture because it should be really positive and creative yeah. and you know we should be setting an example but instead a lot of people are working really long hours yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's really tough on their life exactly we also like live the same than yeah. in the offices as well so it's very beautiful like to inspire these people as well it's really important and what's amazing at what Grimshaw does and and you know they're a big practice so they can do a lot of things around the edge which they should be leading yeah, yeah. Um, health and well-being is such a big part of that and which yeah. is what I loved here so you know there's yoga classes and meditation and oh. massages like it's amazing but do you know it shouldn't be amazing it should be this is what we need 
to survive. If yeah. we're if we're going to be sitting in our desk for a lot of the time, we need to do yoga yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. So people should be supporting this or allowing this to happen. It should be part of our lives, yeah. not an add-on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so now you are a principal at Grimshaw. Yes. And what is your specific role in here? Maybe. So so I came um, for there were two reasons, two main reasons. One is um, they do a lot of infrastructure work here. Mm-hmm. So and I do a lot of commercial and hotel work. So part of it was about diversifying what they do mm-hmm. and building up different areas just to make it a bit more balanced but the other part was about diversity Uh. so they do a lot of measuring about how their gender equality is going in the office and they could see some imbalances at high level so there needed some diversity in their sectors so you know fulfilling that with with uh, matching gender equality um, ambitions kind of helped so um so both those sides of things are really important to me so yeah Yeah, so it was really good to know that they're doing so much (laughs) on gender gender equality And so what's the best part of being here in Grimshaw? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know, I think part of it... So I was interviewed over a really long time. I think it was maybe six months. A really long time. But part of it is... um, So at one point... um, I went out for lunch with uh, managing partner Kirsten Mm -hmm. and one of the other partners, Andy... And um, we had such a funny, like we were just telling jokes at the lunch and it was supposed to be an interview, but it wasn't really. But then after I came around, I went, wow, imagine if you could work with people that you really liked and that really inspired you and this was your every day. And... And so for me, it's the people. I think that's yeah. it's the, that's the real difference, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Also, like I think the teamwork. So like, yeah, you are together doing something, and it's very important to like every day. Like it's every day. It's the every day. Yeah, yeah. So you spend all your time <laughs> with these people. Like yeah. it's it's really important that you're inspired yeah. by them. And also on Green Show's website, it says that everything we produce from buildings to master plans, mm-hmm. it's the culmination of an evolutionary process that derives from beauty from form economy and efficiency how important is to capture these views in the projects maybe like yeah well the i mean the way they design is is quite amazing whereas a lot of designers will design in a kind of vertical structure where someone will design something and then everyone will follow the design Mm -hmm. but here it's much more of a horizontal structure which Mm -hmm. is amazing so it's shared knowledge from other sectors so there's no sector-based work people share ideas and knowledge you know things about sustainability or Mm. public space there's such an overlap that it's not really sector-based it's knowledge-based which is really important and also um, they so they take a lot of learnings from previous projects um, but also they make time to do lots of design reviews um, and also design charrettes So when they do a design charrette, anyone from a part one or anyone yeah. can come up with the idea that will make the project. It's perfect. It's great. So everyone's sharing ideas and it makes people more likely to share ideas and work together as a team. Yeah. So in terms of like the quality of design and vision is yeah. great, but it shouldn't be about, you know, it should look like this. It should be about finding the right response for the project, yeah. which is what they do. So they go to ground zero every time right. to find the right solutions, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, right. It's really cool. Actually. Yeah, it's really it's cool, cool to see, yeah, actually, because yeah. you're kind of not sure. When you're on the outside of a firm, yeah, yeah. you never quite know how they work. Exactly. And they say they do these things, but when you're inside, you're like, wow, you, you do this, yeah. and it's really working. It's really impressive. Yeah. And uh, what projects are you currently especially like, excited about in here? Yeah, we've got lots of projects going on, actually, like a, a real mix of projects. Um, but one, I think one of the projects I'm probably most involved is Heathrow. So Heathrow is a massive project. So I think we've got about 80 people on, but it's not really a massive project. It is like a series of small projects mm-hmm. that we're essentially curating. And so some of the people on our team are not all Grimshaw. So we've taken people from outside and oh. invited smaller firms to be a part of what we're doing, which is great. Yeah. And some bigger firms as well. So we get the expertise 
that is required for for this. Mm -hmm. But it means that we're on all levels of their expansion project. So we're doing community consultation, Mm -hmm. but then we're also doing big master planning and we're doing terminal design. But it means that we can kind of affect lots of change in lots of different areas, which is really, it's a project that doesn't come along very often. And so I'm looking at the commercial aspect, like how could offices and hotels across Heathrow really work effectively but create some brilliant public space for people so you'd want to go there yeah. so um and it'd be really transformative so it's it's looking at the ideas and it allows us time to kind of think and yeah. research about um different ideas and challenge the idea of what public space should be and how we bring people together and also like nowadays like we are always speaking about the, like technology the new media as of things are going yeah. on so how these are maybe affected your like public space ideas like research along them like well, the agents that's the thing it's just like what is public space like what is retail space and so if yeah. we're looking at some some of our proposals go out to they'll finish in about 2050 what do we expect from shops like you is it just a pickup point from some yeah. online shopping <laughs> do we want to browse like what yeah, are we doing it's it's really changing but what is a constant and what we've seen as a constant is the um the need for people to come together And so, but the need to come together without it being about shops or about selling anything, space. So it's a nice public space. So if we can activate that space by having some, you know, retail, some coffee shops and maybe some um, some art and culture, um, you know, sculptures or exhibitions yeah. and little things going on or even performance, it brings people together so you can enjoy the space. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. So you want to transition through a space that you like to be in. And, you know, airports aren't, the best sometimes <laughs> you know they're not they could be so much better so it's just like if we're looking for what is a new what would an amazing airport look like yeah. you know then you start going okay maybe it's not about the airport anymore maybe it's about public space maybe it's about connecting people and getting um trams and buses and um trains and everything to connect maybe it's about taking cars off roads you know you're looking at all those yeah. things in a in a bigger in a bigger yeah. way because like the main thing is like not forgetting the human scale as well Humans. so it's, it's a big thing right? yeah. yeah it's a really big thing but it's still really a personal thing because yeah. it's still about people it's got to be about yeah. people especially like airports like when i go to airport especially maybe on your own yeah it's a kind of like on your journey to like deep inside and like the world so it's, it's a yeah. kind of interesting topology as, a, as well as social needs i think yeah exactly yeah. and it's and you see airports sometimes become a lot about processes i don't want to be processed <laughs> do you know and i think we're getting to the point where it's like okay we've had enough like we don't need to be processed anymore like let's make this intuitive let's make it sustainable let's make it all those things we really want it to be let's make it so people can cycle to the airport you know like if people are living nearby why can't they get there <laughs> do you know so it's, it's looking at the ideal scenario which is i think we should all be yeah. looking at in terms of future So it's an amazing opportunity, actually. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a great project. Uh, I hope we will like experience the yeah the joy <laughs> yeah, the in twenty fifty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you are one of the architects in the Green Show Sent to Mipim. So can you tell us a bit about this experience? Well, it's it's an interesting one. So here they have a really strong ethos that we are um, gender equal, and so if we're sending people to events, it should be equal. Um, and, but we talked about it and actually the best people to send this year ended up being all female. And we're like, oh gosh, we've had, never had this problem before. <laughs> um, but so our managing partner is, is female. I was new, so it was good to introduce me to new mm-hmm. clients or, and vice versa. Um, and the other two went last year, so it was good to have consistency. Um, and then we realized we ended up with four females. We're like, oh, oh goodness, what a problem to have. Oh, yeah. But then we talked about it and we went, actually, in most places we'd want to show ourselves as being equal. 
but in this case because it's so male dominated you know women are such a small percentage of the of the visitors there that if we were all female we thought actually this is it doesn't need to be a statement but it just needs to kind of help you know just look at the rebalance or shift the focus on you know what is it to be um a female in these very male environments but but also it's so it was a bit it's slightly intimidating at points where it's very male Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand you stand out in a crowd (laughs) so people want to meet you they can see you (laughs) you know you get invited to events it's it's not all bad so actually being a female and you know and being a minority I think really helps um in terms of you know business development you meet people that are more similar to you and there's it so it actually worked really well so we were really pleased with how how that week went it was exhausting but <laughs> yeah but great <laughs> maybe like in the also client side they they have to like their mind shifting as well to see like the like architecture officer like sending these yeah so maybe also they would think about it and a lot of our clients are actually um female and so, and a lot of, <laughs> so and then you're just like well actually they've got the same issues and so there's there's some kind of you know it's some kind of um not security but you know but getting together actually you can kind of laugh about it and go oh my goodness did you see that there were some places which literally were a sea of men and you would look at them and you'd see hundreds and hundreds of men in one place and hardly any females just like wow this world exists and and quite often I think where we work and so we're I think nearly 60% female in this office um so we've shifted the balance which is brilliant um but you know and our clients are very balanced so for us to go to MIFM it's like wow <laughs> the world's not balanced yeah <laughs> we, we need to remember that as well just to make sure that our checks on our gender equality we can't get lazy because the world is you know at the moment is particularly in construction and um architecture is still yeah. quite unbalanced yeah, yeah. Sure. And also, uh, how would you describe uh, our particular time, like these technologies, these new media in architecture speaking? Uh, what, what's your thoughts about these new era? Maybe I yeah, I mean, it's an interesting time that I think um, we need to change. I think architecture is changing and I think we need to change with that. And I think if we don't change with how we work, how we connect with people and how we describe ourselves, I think, you know, there's a, a slight danger to architecture but in terms of new technologies i think it's a really interesting time to have a to see what we can do with technology um some some of what we're doing um for heathrow in terms of making uh very very simple models as well so it's doing things very simply um but also making them very clever so we've got these simple um wooden Mm -hmm. uh, models but then they have QR codes, so then you can see all the information on there. So you're not, it's not wasteful, it's much more sustainable, it yeah. shows much more information, it's much more focused, yeah. you know, it's, it's much easier to transport all those things. So it's been clever with what we're doing, and I think we need to do that yeah. for nice. sustainability, but also for relevance. Like, we need to be relevant. Yeah. We need to show our value as architects. It's just like, you know, we can, we can do this and we can show you exactly what it looks like or yeah. how it will feel, and that's really important. Yeah. Who inspires you nowadays? No, it changes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes all the time. So, so a lot of a lot of people inspire me who are not architecture related. I don't know. I, for me, it's the small things. Hmm. So, like smaller designers or someone that uses color really well or a little detail. For me, it's like the small things. So, as much as I used to have my heroes, you know, I said love Zaha, like she's amazing, you know. And as a female architect growing up, she's such a strong role model. But now I think, um, now I kind of look to people who run amazing practices, you know, who are... Yeah, small offices. like Yeah, that. and doing doing these things really well. Or, you know, they're really artistic or they're using beautifully using materials. So for me, it's the, the, the smaller things. Yeah. 
So I don't have, yeah, so it's less icons, but, yeah. but more a collection of magazine articles and mood boards. <laughs> do, you know, do you know? Yeah, it kind of changes, I think. It's true. I, I also like doing the same thing, like seeing the different kind of objects. Like it's yeah. not about the only architecture, I think, that yeah. inspiration comes from. So And I think a lot of art, and I think a lot of architects do that. Yeah. They look at art, yeah. And, yeah. and I think color and pattern for me is is quite an interesting one and I think that kind of translates into form yeah Uh, and do you travel often like the countries I do a bit I'm Australian so yeah I do some um some trips to Australia to see family but um yeah I try to travel a lot and just go and see new new places yeah so um yeah and I've got two small children so um yeah so it's nice to take them on adventures as well and they love it they really love traveling so um yeah it's great and they're very lucky I think so like to meet, meet with you, like to telling the stories, the building. And yeah. Very good to an architect and a mother, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it works really well. And it's funny that um, I've met a few people that said, oh, we didn't realize um, that, you know, women could have babies and be good architects. It's like, well, of course you can. But I think it's one of it. It's a lack of role models. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you don't see enough people doing it. So once people see it and it's normalized, yeah. of course, yeah. But it's not just even about mothers, about fathers, young fathers taking more import and you know yeah. but it's also making it really visible so I really like it that we've got a um, pin-up board upstairs where we pin up our, our latest visuals and things like that wow. and someone's pinned a picture that their um, small child did of yeah. an aeroplane <laughs> and it's hilarious but it just reminds us it's life yeah. you know and I think that's really important that people are reminded that it's yeah. a part of everyone's life yeah perfect oh, <laughs> it's amazing so um, what is your ultimate goal when it comes to your like work uh, what do you want to be remembered for maybe it's early like yeah <laughs> I don't I yeah I don't know I think um, for me uh, it's less about being remembered but I think I would like to make things more equitable mm. I, for me architecture um, I really would like to see um, architects uh, pe- or people that design architect- architecture and being involved in the whole process looking like the people we're designing it for mm. and so for me that's where diversity is such a big thing it's just like why are people moving into communities they know nothing about like it should come from the community or it should involve people from the community so we need to have a much more diverse background mm. in terms of what we do so when we have much more applicable solutions to what we do so we're just creating better solutions like that one the one thing I really don't like is when we're you see people put a new building in and it's not improving anything you see yeah. okay it's a poor building it does not improving public space it's not improving people's lives why are we doing better and I think that's that's part of how we can do better is more involvement yeah perfect and what concerns do you think will as you said will become more important in the future like is it is architecture as it exists now as you said you're yeah. it's changing it's changing uh, how respond to these challenges i think architects really uh, should be the first responders first responders should be the first to respond to these challenges i mean the biggest challenge i think we're seeing particularly in the media recently is um sustainability yeah. and you know it's really coming to the fore i mean we all knew we have a responsibility towards sustainability and we're doing it But I think the urgency of doing better is mm-hmm. is there and it's been laid out as a challenge. It's like, okay, we all need to address this. And as architects, we're creative, we're innovative. We're the people that create these solutions. Like we need to be on it and doing it and developing the solutions for the future. The future's not that far away. So how important is to capture this public's imagination in with a cultural project, like cultural project and like this also like airport is the same, I think, because yeah. it's a public space. Yeah. So do you think it's important for like public to be involved in discussions about architecture? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing about diversity as well and having the right people yeah. on the project. And part of what we're doing at Heathrow is we're actually also part of the team that goes out to the community for consultation. So we're not removed. So I think part of um, sometimes what goes wrong with architecture is this detachment that someone mm. does an exercise of consultation. It's put it in a box and then someone does the design. It's put in a box and then someone's providing something for someone. <laughs> it's put in a box. So we're doing a whole lot because we want to see it as one one big project but we also want to see it really effective so sometimes less is more you know and then sometimes the issues with the communities it's just like i can't get my bike to my work and it's only 15 minutes apart like it's involving all the small things to make the bigger solutions work so um yeah so i think it's really important to involve people and getting the right people on the projects exactly and also the community as well yeah so uh as a sense of like social responsibility in the beginning to shape the practice of architecture, as you already said, there seems to be a lean toward uh, collaboration with experts from other fields. Yeah. So are you an advocate of this and why? Absolutely. And so our, our project at Heathrow is really, it's a really interesting um, project, actually, because what we're doing, I mean, it's we've got a big team. Well, I think we're at 80 and we're going to be pushing to 100. Oh. But we're also involving some small practices. So we've got Haptic in the office. We've got um, Dab um, Studio in the office. So they provide expertise in different mm. ways. Um, which is great. Um, and we've also got um, a couple of other collaborators with us, Pascal and Watson are with us and ACOM, you know, providing management skills and things. Mm-hmm. So I think what we need to do is make sure that we know what we can do and we know what we need to do. And yeah. so, you know, we've been looking at the design of um, different structures. We're working closely with um, landscape designers, etc., to make sure that that's a, it's an integrated solution. And a lot of the people we work with are... Um, So, so they're different people from different firms, but they come together as a team. So the idea is you don't know where they're from because they are a team. Yeah. Sure. And I think this is really a nice concept because it's not about, oh, yes, you're representing X firm, this firm, this firm. We come together as one team to create a project. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing. So for us, it's almost more about people and getting the right people in the room to create the right solutions. But And also recognizing what you can and can't do. So as much as we think, oh, we're architects, we're artists... But, you know, sometimes there's limits. And so we were talking about perhaps we get an artist in to create something a little bit more organic with what we're trying to create in these areas. So it's knowing what you know and and not being too scared or too egotistical to ask other people to join your team because that's when you really get great solutions. And and it's it's brilliant as well. So we've got a real mix of people that we're working with, not just from Grimshaw, but from everywhere else. It's it's really exciting. They come in with new ideas like, oh, that's amazing. Like I wouldn't have thought about it like that. And just getting those different perspectives is It's amazing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Wow, it's We so should cool. all work like that. Yeah. <laughs> We should work with you as well. And finally, it's our last question I ask every guest in my podcast. Yeah. Regarding the future, what are you optimistic about? <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I'm optimistic about doing things better. So, you know, creating space and, and talking about, so a lot of the commercial, so I do a lot of commercial work and a lot of the commercial developers I've been speaking to are not interested anymore in just doing a building, plonking it in a site. They're mm. interested in making a community making a neighborhood what how are we impacting people how are we creating connections how are we improving the surrounds and i think this is really important where it goes back to a people focus so less about the money when people will say okay it's not about gross to net anymore um it's not about you know just the areas we can squeeze out of a building because perhaps we have less areas yeah. but we have a better quality of building yeah. and just like hallelujah this is what we want to hear as architects because we're really interested in what we're creating and it shouldn't be a formula it shouldn't be about making money Because really successful buildings should be about, you know, yeah. people enjoying yeah. working in them or living in them or sharing them. 
thank you so much for having us here. It's a very like inspiring conversation. <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. See you next time.